Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live on the road. Here's your boy, Q. Officially kicking off hour number two of the show. Live from Treasure Island. Golden Circle Sportsbook hanging out here till 6 o'clock. Vinny Bonsignor will join the show live from Kansas City around 4 o'clock in the huddle. Do a little collaboration today. We got actually three shows combined into one today. Got an hour of JT the Brick, two hours unnecessary roughness, and two hours of in the huddle. Doesn't get any better than that. Having a lot of fun. Always have a lot of fun each and every day regardless. Always love to hear from people, see, see people come hang out. So if you're around the area, you're driving around, and even if you're at work, man, it's Friday. Get up out of there. Get out of there a little early, man. Come on down. What's up, brother? Good, chilling. You all right? Good, sir. Chi-Town. What's your name? Dom. Nice. Dom from Chi-Town. How long are you in town for? Monday. Nice. Okay. Celebrating the birthday. Ah, oh, nice. Got the Bears tattoo. Yeah, hey man. Hey, you got hey, the Bears got the best of the Raiders a few weeks back, man. That was a that was a heck of a game, but uh yeah. Good times, good time. Well appreciate you, brother. Enjoy the city. Yeah, it's all you, man. My man my man Danny will hook you up with some uh, koozies. Yes, sir. That's my man Don from Chicago. He just stopped by. He's in town for his wife's birthday. And so as simple as that. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you. You can come on by just like that and uh say what's up and get hooked up. Uh Danny's my right hand man here on the left side. Just hooking everyone up, just uh, doing it real big. But we got Lee Sterling from two th- uh, at 2.30 from ParamountSports.com, just trying to reset the show a little bit after that impromptu conversation. Danny, it's better than what I normally do. I normally just give someone a headset and say, go for it. <laughs> Dan- Danny's like, yeah, you're improving. <laughs> I'm sure Damon in the home studio appreciates that a lot more, too. <laughs> like, I said to myself, please don't do this. <laughs> I can't help myself, man. I just, you know. It just is what it is, man. I'm I'm a people person, you know. I like to hang out. I like to I like to shoot the bull with everybody. That's just kind of what we do, and that's what we're doing when we're here, man. We'd like to get out and meet and greet people. So uh, that's how I get down. But want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Want to you know get your thoughts on the game on Sunday. What the Raiders need to do to be able to compete, and what will the conversation be like on Monday if they are able to come away with the victory? And I know I had a nice back and forth to end out the the first hour about being optimistic and. Why can't the Raiders go on a four-game win streak? Look, they can. They absolutely can. I just I don't see it. But, hey, you know what? If they do it, I'll be the first one to come on the radio and say, hey, congratulations, awesome job. And if they go on a four-game winning streak, hell, let's, let's get five. If they go on a five-game winning streak, they'll be the hottest team in football, and why not? Look, the Washington football team are on a four-game winning streak right now. No, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying from the body of work that I've seen, that's all. My, my man on the texter, 69187, says, this is my last one. Uh, you asked what they've shown to give me optimism. Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys. Last four are lesser teams with the exception of the Colts. Who can be beat? Okay. Cool. Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys. Last four. Ravens, Steelers, Cowboys. Last four. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's all good. It is all good. Like I said, you can disagree with me at all times. That is, that's the beauty of this is that we don't judge you. We don't hold it against you, and we appreciate it. Now, Damon, I know you haven't been very active on the show, and I definitely want to get you involved and bring you into the show. I mean, you're there at the games at Allegiant Stadium. You know, you're monitoring the team. You're a Tennessee Titan fan, but that's okay. We don't hold that against you. What are you seeing from the team? What do you think that 
this team needs to do on Sunday to, to give themselves a chance to, like I said, compete and be in it at the end and pot potentially steal it. It's one of those things where we all say it and it all sounds so simple, but they need to start faster. We all right, say it, and right. I know it's not as easy because if they, if, if they could, they would. So, but I don't know what, it needs, what needs to happen in the game plan, Greg Olson coming out. I need to see that same intensity, that same, that same spark that they had during that Cowboys game. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, uh, that's really the key. And I don't know what, it, what generates that spark. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's hard to put my finger on it, on even how to phrase it. But I don't, I don't know what is going to generate that spark to come out of the locker room on fire. You know, something that we, we, we talked about quite a, a bit on Monday after we heard Josh Jacobs, what he had to say on Sunday evening. I just – I don't know how, how that fire gets lit. And maybe them being on the road, this is a positive. I mean, they've done really well on the road. They really have. You know, they've gone to Pittsburgh, got a dub. They've gone to Dallas, got a dub. I mean, they, they, they can win games. Now, they, they dropped that one against the Giants. That was, that was one that I thought, ah, got, got to win that one. That was a tough one. But they got that one. So, I mean, it's, it's – it, again, if you're looking for positives – they do really well on the road. I don't know if it's more focus. I don't know if it's more direction. I don't know if it's more just business as usual, get in and get out. I, I don't know what it is, but the road seems to be friendly to them, and that's okay because this week they're playing on the road. So there's there's a positive there. But I think it also goes back to what Josh Jacobs said after the last game where he's doing his presser and he's like, we played down to our competition. And you said it the next day, like, they haven't won anything. How can they be playing down to competition when this isn't a team that hasn't won anything? But I do think there's some truth in that. They get up for the big games. Right. Where this is a team, like, they, they're marking. This feels like a team that marks it on the calendar that, hey, this is a game that we're going to be dialed in for. And then, like, a team that's with a record that's worse than theirs, it's, they, just seem, they just fall flat. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and that's that's a, that's problematic as well. You know, you've got to be able to find a way to treat every team like it's the best team. You know what I mean? Like you got to get fired up. I uh, I had a, a high school football coach, totally different category, I know. But I had a high school football coach, Scott Stewart from Temple High School, used to always tell me, Q, I don't care if the Green Bay Packers are lining up against us. It's not about that team. It's not about those jerseys. It's about the, the blue jerseys on this side. It's always about us. We don't prepare. They do prepare for the, op the opposition, but they're not worried about the op opposition. It's about what they do. You know what I mean? Like, it's a difference. If you go out there and play your ball and not, you know, hey, this week it's the Giants. They're not really that good of a team. But this week it's the Cowboys. They're a lot better. You know, if, if you don't have that kind of approach, you can go out there and have – relatively the same kind of outcome each and every week. You can you could put out the same performance if you're treating everyone as an equal. It's when you look at them like we do, and we do it all the time. I mean, that's easy for us to go on the radio and look at the schedule and say, all right, that's a win here, that's a win there, that's a loss there, that's a win. We could do that because I'm not touching the field no time soon <laughs> at all. So it's okay for us. But those guys, they have to have tunnel vision where it's not about Baltimore Pittsburgh, Miami, Chargers. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not about that. It's got to be about Raiders, 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 Raiders. It's always got to be about you. And that's what 
we talk about when it comes to practice, you win games and you lose games through your preparation. You don't lose games technically. You lose games on Sundays. But you can go into a game already with the L based off what you did that week in practice. If you don't prepare, you have already lost the game. And I think that there's times, and I know we keep hearing our practices are, are phenomenal. K.J. Wright said it yesterday. We had a fantastic practice on Wednesday, had a good practice again today. And when a guy like that who doesn't talk to the media a lot says it, says we had a great practice on Thursday or on Wednesday and a, 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 another great one on Thursday, to me it feels like every practice ain't great. Because if it was, then it would be the norm, right? It would be the norm. It wouldn't be, oh, this is a great practice. It would be like, we handled our business. You know, we went out there with the same intensity and, and, and made it happen. So, I, don't, I mean, and I know that you can't always be on your A game. That goes for any of us in life. You can't always be perfect. You can't always, you know, you can have an off day. People have an off day in everything that we do, in every walk of life. Sometimes I say goodbye, pass the sticks on on the radio, and then immediately say, well, that show sucked. I know it. I know there's opportunities for all us all to have bad days. The problem is if you have consistent bad, bad days, you want to try to eliminate as many bad days as possible. You want to have a lot more good days than bad days. So you know who needs to have a good day on Sunday? Max Crosby needs to have a good day on Sunday. I was going to say Derek Carr because I know like these stats, you can't put too much into them, but the team is 6-0. and when he throws for oh, 300 or more passing yards. That's a good point. But it's one of those things where it just shows that if he gets started, he gets going, this team's hard to beat at least. You can at least say that. You can take that from that evidence. That, hey, man, 300 yards passing, he's dealing. Right. No, you're right. And he needs to go out there. And, I mean, I, 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 hate, to, I hate to bring up Derek Carr because he gets so much. He's such a lightning rod as far as, People are going to either call, text, and defend the hell out of them or just run over the coals. And I think it's somewhere in the middle. I really do. And I know that that sounds like a chicken blank way of, of getting out of it. It does. You know, it's like you want someone to give an answer one way or the other, like yay or nay. But I feel like, honestly, the truth lies in the middle when it comes to Derek Carr. He could be very damn good. He could be amazing. And he could be flat out bad. Last week, 15 for 19 in the first half for 80 yards, that's bad. It's bad. It is. There was no effort to get the ball down the field at all against a team that's terrible on third down and a team that wasn't good at stopping the big play. There was no attempt at that early in the game. It took till damn near the fourth quarter before that happened. That's a problem. At some point, you just have to say, like Jim Plunkett says every time he joins us on Mondays, at some point you just have to take what, the, take what you want, not what the defense is going to give you, what you want. And at least – Put that threat in their mind that you could do this. So, But sometimes, like against Dallas, he was fantastic. Fantastic. I don't know, I don't know how that generates into more consistent, right? That's what, we, that's what we're looking for. I think that everyone would be happy if you saw a consistent Derek Carr. I think everyone would be happy if you could see a consistent offensive line. And, look, that's a lot of the problem, too. That's a lot of the problem in, in all the games. The offensive line is just not gelling where they need to be. So the run game suffers. 
and the passing game suffers. Carr doesn't trust him, and I know there's a lot of narratives. That, hey, at some point you just got to stand back there and take it, but it's just it just hasn't worked and clicked the way it's supposed to. And I'll tell you this. I would have thought by now, we're talking about December, that the offensive line would be way tighter than it is right now. Sometimes they have moments where they're, oh, man, that offensive line had a really good game. Andre James was playing out of his mind. Uh, Leatherwood looked great. And then there's other moments like, what in the hell's going on? It's consistency. To go through an 18-week season and be a team that is in the playoffs, it takes consistency. And I think that that's the word. That's the ugly C word. Not that ugly C word. Consistency is the ugly C word that the team is lacking right now. So, but I think for the Raiders, I don't think the team knows where to find that consistency. I feel like this team, this team, everyone who gives an answer, if you ask 10 different players, you'll get 10 different answers on what's wrong besides everyone saying slow starts. Right. So I don't think they know why they come out flat some games or what's going wrong on some of these games. I could agree with that. I could absolutely agree with that. We got a text on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, from the 936. The only thing holding the Raiders back is them. Y'all hyped up that K.J. Wright speech like it did something. This is a playoff game for the team. Ten wins won't do it. What if the Raiders actually met KC in the playoffs? Would this be your attitude? Um, hmm, trying to think. I don't really get the question. I, that's, that's why I paused. I want to make sure I understand fully what he's trying to say or this person's trying to say before I respond incorrectly. The only thing holding the Raiders back is them. Okay, I, let's dissect it, break it down. I agree 100% with that. That's what we're talking about, consistency. They are not consistent. They're not coming out of the locker room on fire. They're not coming out with a purpose. They've done it all season long where they've gotten off to slow starts. Luckily for them, they've gotten away with it a few times and have won some games. But outside the Cowboy game, they really – there's three, three games where they scored on their first drive, a touchdown on their first drive. The Cowboy game, the Giants game, and Philadelphia? Yeah, Philadelphia. So three games out of – 12. So they're not consistent. They're not coming out of the locker room lathered up. So that's that part of the question or the statement. Y'all hyped up the KJ Wright speech like it did something. So I'll take that part. I appreciated. I, maybe hyped up is the wrong word. And if, if you took it as hype, I then, then that's on me. That's all that I'll take that. I'll take that L. I don't I'm not trying to hype up the KJ Wright speech. I'm trying to appreciate somebody in the locker room stepping up and saying something that there's a problem. That's, that's what I'm doing. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, like I said, maybe it's I – It's not I, hyping up. We're taking his word for it that the other players were encouraged about what he said. Right. And maybe it came across like it, like it was hype, and that's okay. Like I said, that's why we're, that's why we're discussing it. I'm, I'm okay with – I mean, if it was taking his hype, then, again, that's my fault. I appreciate that somebody stood up especially a guy like K.J. Wright who's been there, done that, and has been in an organization where he's won. Derek Carr hasn't won, and you heard what K.J. Wright had to say. He said, hey, Derek Carr was going to do it, and I said, Derek, let me do it. And he did it, and, and players went up to him and said, thank you, K.J., we needed to hear that. So I, got, I get excited by leadership or at least someone attempting to be a leader, even if it fails. Just the fact that you tried to be a leader, I can appreciate that. Yeah, so going back to that question, what did it do? It fired up the team. It motivated them to go out and have a good practice. That's what it did. It does that? Does oh, if they win or if they lose, can point it back to KJ Wright's speech? Maybe not. But it, it does feel good. Like if someone gives like that extra little bit of effort, 
Maybe it can't go back to that speech. And it's just like, oh, I was just so fired up after what KJ said. There was no way we were going out there and losing. And, you know, honestly, they probably shouldn't need a KJ Wright talk to get fired up. You know? The, the fact that they get to, to play a child's game for a lot of money and have an opportunity to do something and be a part of something should fire them up in themselves. But like Jim Plunkett said, everyone's not a self-starter. Everyone's not motivated by the same thing. You know? I get fired up just to be on the radio for having the opportunity to have, be on the radio. But maybe there'll come a day in my life when I'll be like, ah, it's just whatever, it's just going to work. And if that day ever comes, then that's the day that someone needs to fire me. Straight up. Danny said he's going to hype me up. Hell yeah. Danny's going to be like, come on, Q. I need you to focus. Where's that energy? Where's that energy that you used to have? No, seriously. In certain instances, and obviously a professional player makes way more money than anybody in radio does, but – if there's ever a day I come into this job and say, uh, eh, yeah, that's cool. We'll do a show from 2 to 4, and I'm ho-hum about it, that's the day I should immediately remove myself from the radio. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> right now someone's like, I wish tomorrow would be that day. <laughs> that day ain't coming no time soon. Trust that. Trust that. But, I, I mean, so I understand what you're saying. And, look, 10, ga- 10 wins probably won't do it. I said that at the beginning of the season. I said the team needed to find a way to win 11 or 12 to make it because of what Miami did last year where they only won 10, and they missed the playoffs. What if the Raiders actually met KC in the playoffs? Would this be your attitude? That's the only part I don't understand. I'm not too sure what that meant because I don't know. I'm not sure what the attitude. Danny, chime in. So I'm not sure if this is what he meant, but going back to what you said about um, near the end of the game, as long as you're within one oh, strike, yeah. is that would that be your attitude going into a yeah. playoff game of Chiefs versus Raiders? Hell yes, because you're in striking range. And what has Derek Carr proven over the course of his career? He can come back and win a game. So if you're within striking range, you're telling me I don't think there's one person listening right now or one person here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook that – would not take a Chiefs 17-15 to 15 lead in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter with Derek Carr with the opportunity to get the ball back. I don't think there's one person that would not take that and say, you got a chance to win this game. Hell, the Raiders could have won the game on Sunday against Washington. They took the lead, just couldn't hold them. Trayvon Merrick intercepts the ball, they win. Think about that. This is, a game, this is called a game of execution, right? You execute and you execute at a high level, you win games. You don't execute at a high level, you lose. Even though the Raiders played with their food all game long and had no business being in that game late on Sunday, they were. And if Merrick comes up with the interception, we're not talking about them being 6-6. Six and six. We're talking about a team that's two games over 500 and one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what we're talking about. That's how small of a margin you have in this game. There's a big difference between being playing for first place and sitting in last place. It's a very small window. Very small window. But that's why your ex- what does Lester Hayes say? Your execution. You've got to train your body and train your brain. It's about the execution. Look who just walked in. Oh, Hondo. Oh, Santa Claus looking self. What's up, man? You got a little Santa Claus looking uh, thing. How you doing, brother? It's good to see you, my man. Hondo Carpenter, Sports Illustrated just walked in. We're going to take a call. Let's take who's up. Who's up, Demond? Mark in New Jersey. Mark in New Jersey. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? 
Thank you. How you doing? Blessed, my brother. Blessed. Hey, buddy. Good. Yeah, man, you talk about consistency, and that's what's holding this team back is consistency because they haven't been in three years. And until they find consistency, they'll never be successful or they won't make a playoff game. So, I mean, the whole team right now, the coaching staff, I mean, outside defense, offense is okay. Uh, defense is good, offense isn't. But, uh, yeah, that's that. nobody else really is too consistent on the team. Uh, game plans, Derek Carr for sure. Uh, it's definitely totally inconsistent. So, and that's what they need to focus on getting consistent because when they do, like I said, they'll find success and they'll be able to make themselves have playoff appearances. So, right. It's just bottom line. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for the call. Yes, yeah, that C word, man. It's getting back to that C word. Consistency. In this game, you've got to be consistent. And, and as to bring in Hondo, who's sitting here at the table now at the Golden Circle Sportsbook, this team is six and six. But I was just mentioning that a play here, a play there, you're winning games or you're losing games. As bad as they played on Sunday against Washington, a big play by a rookie, and we're talking about a 7-5 team. Yep. And and then all of a sudden, this is a game we expected them to lose, but it's not a big deal. One play away from sitting here thinking, okay, they lose in Kansas City, but. Right. Right. And so if they go out and win in Kansas City, then it, it's a wash with last week. Right, exactly, exactly. And so that's that's kind of, you know, just where they are right now. It's just such a small, fine line between winning and losing the game. And you can play with your food all game long. You shouldn't. You could, and you could find a way to win. Now, I don't think that you could do that this week. And so I said that, in my opinion, what the Raiders, their goal should be is to be there in the end and give themselves a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone would take that opportunity. You know, one of the things that I was taught that will blow your mind, I was having a conversation um, with Paul Tagliabue once, the former commissioner right. of the NFL. Right. Me and Matt Millen were talking with him, and he talked about the goal of the league was, and this is to get to mediocrity, where everybody's kind of in it, so everybody's interested. Right. I mean, Let's face it, the Lions are always going to be as the Lions as long as they're owned by a Ford, somebody with Ford blood, or somebody who drives a Ford. But taking the Lions out of it, right? everybody else is pretty much in it. There's very few bottom feeders, very, very few elites, and it's everybody juxtaposing. And if you look, that's where they are right now. That's where the league's at right now. And that's that, exactly yeah. where they're at right now. And nobody in the NFL front offices are mad at where the, they are right now because every fan base outside of, like I said, the Lions, the Texans, you know, the Jaguars, Jacks. yeah, they're, they're, they're all out of it. We all know that they're out of it, but everyone else is still into it. But as far as this game, and then we'll take a break and get to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com, uh, as far as this game goes, if it's 15-15, 17-15, 19-15, whatever, two minutes, three minutes left in the game and the Raiders have an opportunity to get the ball back, who wouldn't take that? Absolutely. Who wouldn't take that opportunity? I feel like that if they can keep it close – and give Derek a chance at the end, something clicks. I know we got to get to a break, so when we come back, I've got the question of the day for you. I'm going to give you a scenario, okay. and you tell me if you think that if this scenario happens, they can win. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that next, and then we'll get to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. We're at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. TI is the location. Hang out. We're here till 6. That's right, all day long, all day strong. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ, of course, our team. 
kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 229 is the time. Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook, Treasure Island. My man Danny, Hondo Carpenter, is in the building. He's doing double duty today as well. Got a lot of us grinding today, man. Hondo was on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker this morning. I'm kind of filling in for JT, doing my own show. Doing Vinny's. Hanging out with Vinny for a couple hours. Hanging out on uh, ESPN Las Vegas this morning. I'm doing it all, Hondo. I think I did every radio station in Kansas City today. Oh, on both you? sides of the border. I got. I, you know what's funny about oh that? I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that. I was on my way out the house to come here, and I got a call from in my phone. My caller ID said uh, KBGO. Yeah. KBGO. Yeah, KBGO FM, and it said Kansas City, and I'm thinking, I ain't got no interview lined up with those guys. Like, I, I always write my stuff down, and I always know. And so I answered, and I was really confused, and the guy says, hey, Q, uh, you got five minutes for us real quick? And I was like, just randomly? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to catch up to you, and I forgot to reach out to you, but I told my producers you'd come on. I was like, all right, dude, let's go. So I just randomly was on. This is no exaggeration. I'm being completely serious. I've done eight interviews. I believe it. And Kansas City stations. I've did two hours of interviewing j- just in their fan base. I believe it. And this I- and this is the worst because they're the only fan base. It's really weird that you go on and they almost attack you. Oh no, they do. They they uh you know and it's funny. The funny thing about it is, and I I don't I mean I I think it's funny and they're uh, not jerks. They're, right, they're, right. It's just it's like it's like the question will be like, well, what do you think you guys need to do? And I'm like, it's not me. Right. <laughs> it's not. They use the we crap. We and you guys and all that. And, you know, and, and then they'll tell you straight up, well, you know, uh, I don't like what's going on, you know, in Vegas. They've had so many uh, issues on and off the field. And, you know, we feel bad. And we're hoping that, you know, things get on track with the team. I mean, we don't want them to get in track this week, though. I mean, you know what I mean? But it's so funny just the way that they, they'll word it. it it's, it's, it's strange. It's new. That's new to me. That's foreign to me. Yeah, let me give you one other example. So last year I'm on this station because, remember, the first time the Raiders and the Chiefs played was in KC last year. So last year I'm on their, I'm on their, their, their team show. Right. And they're like, so what do the Raiders have to do to be able to beat the Chiefs in the next decade? And they all <laughs> yeah. laughed. Right, 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 right. And I go, listen, guys, you come in with that attitude, they're going to kick your ass. Because this Raiders team is not where you're at, but they're hungry. Right. So when I was on again this morning, I said, well, remember, a year ago, you guys were like you are right now. Right. Just remember, you know, and they should have beaten you the second time. No doubt. So here's my scenario with you. Okay. You were talking about a 14-13 game, a 16-17. Right. I don't think, unless it's the first quarter of the first half, that's that's a real scenario. This is there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one if the Raiders are going to win it, because if the Raiders are going to win it, Derek's going to have to have a big day. So, what is the number of points that the Raiders have to get to? What's that Ooh. winning number? Well, because you're saying sixteen, seventeen. I disagree. To me, this number is twenty-four, twenty-seven. Right. 
Maybe even 28 points. What's no, I mean, your- honestly, it's 30. 30 is the number, like Danny just said. It's, it's 30 because yep. when they, the Raiders score 30 points, they win. Yep. You know, they do. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying if they can hang around in a game. I don't care what if the score is. If it's 28-28, right, 28-24, the Raiders kick a field goal and win 31-28. Yes. Okay, so they got to be within striking range is my point. Great. Now, here's my second question for you. Okay. So – I promised all the listeners I was going to ask the tough questions, and, boy, I did this week. Okay. So I asked Greg okay. Ole yesterday. Yeah. Greg. Right. John Gru- I mean, uh, John Madden bemoaned coaches on third and seven who threw five-yard passes or on third and five through three. Right. You have in your offensive game plan the checkdowns are behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Do you have to fix that? To which he said, and uh, this is almost a quote. Yeah, there's no there's uh, no check downs there's behind no the check yeah, downs behind the line of scrimmage. Those that. are check blitzes. Well, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. Don't treat me like I'm an idiot. I mean, I was born at night, but not last night. Right. Why is? I mean, that's not on Derek. Why is that in your playbook? I mean, it, no, 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 no. Come on. I mean, it could be in your playbook. You know, I mean, guys, teams do it all the time, dump it off in the backfield, dump it off just to get rid of it or whatever and and look for a big play. The Raiders just do it too much. Well, let me tell you where this team is at in my opinion. Okay. This is grip it and rip it time. I can agree with that. My dad used to say, once you get the sale, quit selling. My dad was buying a new car car one time. Yeah, you talk yourself out of a sale. And he turned to a salesman and he goes, son, quit talking. I've already said yes. Right. Okay? You've got – Five games left to win at least four, and I don't think you get in at four. You, I think you got to win five. You don't have any time for third and five checkdowns behind the line of scrimmage. No, I agree. And and that's my whole that that is my scenario. This is okay. Listen, boys, if we're going down, let the ship be damned. Right. We're throwing and going. Right. If it's third and five, Derek, you better not throw a pass four yards or less. No, that's and I think that's what everyone's saying. I think just that's come what, out and attack. I think, I think that's what everyone's talking about. I think everyone's saying that there's too much. Just like I, I tweeted out on Sunday when they were going sideline to sideline, I said I don't know what the game plan is here. I don't know what the game plan is because you've got to go vertical. You've got to go north and south. You can't go east and west. It's got to be down the field. Even if it's you know third and six, you go eight yards, nine, whatever the route is. But you've got to go past the sticks. Do you know who Butch Jones is? He yeah, used to be absolutely. the coach of tennis. So yeah. Butch is probably him and Matt Millen are my two best friends. Okay, so Butch is coaching at Central Michigan, and they're going down to play Florida State at Florida State. And I'm at practice every day. And he's talking to his team, and he's like, listen, boys, we're not going down there to just hoping not to get our asses kicked. He goes, because on paper, we're going to get our asses kicked. We are, this was a, a team that was ranked one or two. He goes, we are going to go down there game one. And we're going to grip it and rip it. We're, we're, we are going to take chances. We're going to do onside kicks. We've got nothing to lose. And he said, I would rather leave there having lost 49-35 than to go there and lose 35 nothing. Right. And in that game, you may remember, the NCAA came back and apologized. Central Michigan had the upset until a terrible ref call. 
and they got an apology. They should have won it. That's the mentality I'm talking about. I agree. I, I, and I've been saying this for a few weeks. They need to play like they're desperate. They need yep. to, instead of go for go for a field goal on fourth and three, they need to go for it on fourth and three. They, that goes back to the Giants game coming out of the bye week when they had an yes. opportunity. They had played terrible on offense. And the one drive that they have going really good, it comes up fourth and three. And I remember I asked Rich Versace about it on Monday at the at the media session. I said, hey, was there any thoughts of, go, of, of going for it on fourth and three instead of kicking the field goal? And before I even finished saying it, he said no. That, that mentality is what I'm talking about has got to change if you're going to try to shock the world and do something that, you know, not most people think is going to happen, which is basically win out. Like you said, Hondo, I don't think 10 wins get you in. You never know with the way that the AFC is set up this year. It's so weird. You never know. They might. Yeah, they might sneak in. They might sneak in, but they, you got the, the only way you sneak in the playoffs is you win games. But it's like you said earlier in the show about the Cincinnati game. That felt like a must-win yeah, game to me as well. It did. It felt like it. It was, And, again, I think it was more even mental than it was. Obviously, it was more mental than it was mathematical, but that's one that you look at and you say, you know what, you got to have this one. By the way, I want you to know, I am going to steal that line from you. <laughs> that is the best I've ever heard. Mental, maybe not mathematical when talking about must-win games. That is a great line. Okay, now I'm going to ask you because all broadcasters steal everything from everybody. Where did you get that? I'm not sure because we do all steal from everybody. I got a lot from uh, David Smoke. That's my guy. I got a whole lot from David Smoke. So, that was, so I, I'm going to tell you this, and I said this on Kansas City Radio. Let's not pretend like you guys were you know, born on third base and think you hit a triple. You guys have played terrible all year except against the Raiders. And I did say this, because one thing this Raider team has not done is quit. And I do give them a bunch of credit, because a lot of teams, a lot of weaker mentally teams would have quit with all the crap they've been through. And when you and I said this on Kansas City Radio, you come out and play like you've played every other game this year other than the Raiders, and you're losing on Sunday. I said that. I respect that. I respect that. Again, they got to go and do their part. The defense the for Kansas City. Quit. No, they're not. But the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs are playing really good ball, really good ball. Uh, 2.39 is the time. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He's going to join us then to talk all things of sports gambling. We're here at, well, Treasure Island. So come on by and get your sports gambling on. <laughs> this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the sporting lines with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. And it pays off in a touchdown. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Always love this time of day, this time of show on a Friday where we get to talk to our guy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. You can find Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And, Lee, thank you so much for your time this afternoon as always. And uh, how'd you like that Thursday night football game, man? It looked like it was going to be a snoozer until it wasn't, yep. until the Steelers decided to make a fast and furious comeback. Yeah, it was entertaining, um, but I think we, we found out that, that Pittsburgh is all but dead. I mean, they, they're going to have to retool that team, and it was like it was like the last gasp. And <laughs> uh, Ben looked good in the second half. I don't think it was his fault at all. That offensive line in the first half, I think he was sacked like four or five times. I right. mean, it was bad. I, I can't remember also bigger holes, uh, running backs running through. So Dalvin Cook, he's great, <laughs> but um, I think you and I, could have gained 90 or 100 yards. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was startling. I mean, you don't expect to see Pittsburgh get gashed like that uh, running the football. So, 
Minnesota uh, still has hope. Mike Zimmer will still have a job for at least another week. Yeah, at least for another week. And I'll say this. I ask everyone who, anytime we somehow come into the conversation of the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, Raider Nation is very excited and, and entertained by what's going on with Mike Tomlin. Uh, just because they think there's a chance he might get out of Pittsburgh, I don't see it, Lee. But yep. do, what do you think? Do you think no. there's a chance he's out of there? I think it's remote. Yeah, I, I, I really don't see it. I mean, I think that, you know, he, you know, he, if they do rebuild, which they might do, um, I, if I was him, I'd look to Kenny Pickett. Um, Ooh, you know, you I think he's a guy that, that really could be a good pro throwing and running the football. He's the prototype quarterback and, you know, he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, and yeah. He didn't have to go far. He played in that stadium. So, uh, it may not take long. I think he, he thinks that, the, you know, they got a couple, you know, high end players, you know, JT Watt and with Najee Harris. So, um, I think he thinks maybe they can do it, you know, in, in two years. And, you know, if there's some, if it was like a Detroit Lions situation, right. yeah. I'd say, well, maybe there's hope. But I don't see it. No, I don't either. I don't either. But, uh, you know, I had to throw it out there just because, again, yeah. obviously the Raiders are going to have a, a coaching uh, hire that they're going to have to make in the offseason. So right now the Raider Nation is trying to get their wish list together. <laughs> so let's, uh, right. let's go ahead and jump into some plays. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And uh, let's go into some. NFL games, week 14 action. We just talked about the Thursday night game. How about this one? Chargers and the G-Man. The Chargers and the Giants. Right now, the Chargers are minus 9.5. How are you feeling this one? Yeah, you know, even though they could be without their top receivers, I think they have enough depth to win this game pretty easy. The Giants, offensive line, horrendous. Right. Um, I think Saquon Barkley, not back to where he was. Sometimes that happens with an ACL injury. It takes two full years. And uh, the biggest problem here, quarterback. Who's going to play quarterback? Uh, Jake. Jake from State Farm. Jake from. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, I, I don't see it. I mean, he's only been there a couple weeks. I mean, his arm isn't real strong. Right. Uh, you know, obviously, and we can talk all day that he probably shouldn't have been the starter at Georgia near the end instead of they should have gone with Justin Fields. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's a guy, he's like a third-string guy, and to bring him in with two weeks' notice to learn the offense. And uh, I think Joe Judge actually could end up being a pretty good head coach but just doesn't have the talent to work with. And, and now they have a new play caller. Freddie Kitchens is calling plays, right. and uh, he's not the guy that, that gets the job done. So we, uh, even though there's going to be some guys in COVID protocol for, for the Chargers, it looks like I'm laying the nine, nine and a half here. I think this is going to be a blowout win here, something like 31 to 10 over the Giants. Boom, there it is right there. Chargers and the G-Men. Again, the Chargers are minus 9.5. Now, how about this one? This game looks like it could be a little bit more competitive. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are up and down all season long. Of course, they beat the Raiders right here in Las Vegas. But San Francisco minus 1.5 versus the Bengals. How are you seeing this one, Lee? So here's the blueprint, I think, that, that most people have figured out. To beat Cincinnati now, you can't you can't fall behind by double digits. But uh, the Browns they only snapped the ball forty six times, counted for forty one points when they beat Cincinnati. Run the football, and that's what San Francisco does best. Their offensive defensive lines are really good here, and I think that's where Cincinnati's weakest. So you know Joe Burrow's still dealing with that uh, finger problem, so he's not a hundred percent here, and I just can't trust the Cincinnati. Defense so uh, may not be pretty, may not be high scoring, maybe something like twenty four twenty. But I think San Francisco is the right side here over an always up and down Cincinnati team. 
Yeah, no, they are. Cincinnati's always up and down. Uh, you know, one minute they look like they can't be beaten. The next minute they look like they don't want to even think about winning the game, just fumble it right. away. You know, Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Mixon, all those guys putting balls on the ground. And, you know, it's just, again, you're right, uh, up and down roller coaster ride. That's San Francisco and the Bengals. San Francisco, again, minus one and a half. Uh, again, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Let's close out with this, Lee, this Monday night football action. Uh, I'll be at the Oyo Hotel and Casino for this one. Arizona versus the Rams. This looks like a really good NFC West game. Arizona is minus two versus the Rams on Monday Night Football. What is your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so uh, the Rams are talented. I mean, you can collect a lot of talented players, but there's just something missing with this team here. And um, Matthew Stafford, five interceptions during this losing streak. Um, Going to now have to deal with an Arizona defense that – they get turnovers. I mean, number five in takeaways per game here. Um, I, I think that, that, that Kyler Murray's going to be able to keep uh, the L.A. defense uh, you know, back on their heels here, running and throwing the football. He has back DeAndre Hopkins. He went to him early. What's interesting is I don't think they, they, they go to DeAndre Hopkins enough. He's one of those three or four guys that's really unguardable. Now I think he's close to 100% uh, due to him. I think like in the first two drives, Got three passes, caught a touchdown, uh, and then just stopped going to him. So this is the game you got in a big game. You got to go to him early and often. Here he might end up with seven, eight catches if they follow my blueprint. And uh, right. I'm going to lay the points here. I like Arizona. I think they beat the Rams on Monday night. Uh, something like 37-27. Boom. There it is right there. Yep. Monday night football action. Lee Sterling says going with Arizona, uh, beating the Rams. And I'll tell you, man, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I've liked Kyler yep. since he was in high school. Dude just got something about him. He's fun to watch, yep. and he's he's got winning traits. Lee, it's hard to find guys yeah, that are winners. And something different this year, uh, years past, um, he was always running left or right as soon as he felt pressure. Yep. This year he's stepping up in the pocket. His line's doing a little bit better, and you give that quarterback another half second, throw the football like Kyler Murray, he can be dangerous. I mean, all the weapons they've assembled, you know, through the draft and trade. I mean, they got they got three or four receivers that can catch and run after the catch. They got running backs that catch the ball. The running game is is much improved this year with uh, James Conner, and uh, even found a tight end. So I, this is the first year I think they've had a tight end in like twenty years. Yeah. So, should yep. be fun. It will be. It will be a whole lot of fun to get Monday night football action. And, Lee, it's always a lot of fun uh, to catch up with you and, uh, and and pick your brain a little bit and see where you, you can lay some money and win some money uh, all weekend long. little NFL action. That's week 14. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you and get some more information from you and, you know, want to put a pad their pockets a little bit more, what do they need to do? Just go to ParamountSports.com, and uh, uh, we do it all. And, and we're going to have some fun with people. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who love to hop on board, but you know maybe they're like, oh well, the holidays were a little tight. I- I- I've never done this before. We've done ten days before for a hundred dollars, eleven days every day from now through December 24th. We will text you the games in football, basketball, college, and NBA, hockey, where we're number one in the world, and there's two UFC cards at pay per view this weekend. We will have at least five selections, and also next weekend a fight night. So. Everything I've got, that's going to be like 70, 75 selections over the next uh, 11 days. Just $100. How do you get involved? ParamountSports.com. Boom. It's that simple, just like that. And, of course, you can hear Lee with us here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920 each and every Friday around this time. So, uh, Lee, thank you so much for your time. It's fantastic as always. Enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. 
There he goes, Lee Sterling right there, ParamountSports.com. Definitely appreciate his efforts. Before we kick off into hour number three and start to talk to our guy, Brian Salmon from uh, News 3 in Las Vegas here, uh, let's go and talk to our, our guy, Raider 27. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, you know, I've been thinking about what the offense has been doing um, you know, usually, and this is like from Pee Wee League on, every league, every coach, you start the game, you've got like five or six plays that you've figured out and they're going to work. And it just doesn't seem like the Raiders do that. It seems like they come out, they want to run the ball twice and then throw whatever they're going to do. And it's just, I, it's mind-boggling to me. It just makes no sense what they're doing. I understand they got to run the ball. But I think this is a team that has to run play action pass, play action pass, and then later maybe like later in the game, then you can run the ball because they're going to stop playing the run when they're getting passed on every time. Um, that's all I really had to say, man. Um, I tell you what, my life sure got a lot easier, Q, when I quit letting what the Raiders did on Sunday affect me. I mean, we got no control over it. I enjoy the game for entertainment. Yep, I, I have fun. I have fun calling you guys and talking to you guys, but it doesn't change my life any any bit, and I have no control over what they do. So there's no reason to get all bent out of shape about what the Raiders do on Sunday. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you, and that's how that's how I live my life. As much as I want the team, again, I, I'm, a, I'm through and through a Raider fan, got the shield tatted on my back and everything, but I'm not the – the unbearable guy at home after the, they lose a the game. I used to be that guy, not going to be that guy anymore. Life is too short, as we saw with Demarius Thomas, 33 years old, passed away last night. I mean, just life is way too short to allow a football team and a football game that none of us have control over affect us like that. No, and, you know, there are some people that I think for their own good. I have a buddy who's a heart doctor. Yeah. And he tells me that he'll often look at people and say, you need to give up sports, you need to give up hunting, NASCAR, he had a guy at NASCAR, he goes, some of these people, it's like that is their life. Right. And I respect that. I just, for me, it's right. just it's just not. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I'm that guy, NASCAR guy. NASCAR I, I, guy. I see you. But you I know, see you. That's cool. Yeah, that is great timing. But, but my point <laughs> is, is that there are some people, you can enjoy it, you right. can care about it. For yep. example, if any of you thinks that me or Q doesn't want the Raiders to do good, you're nuts. It's good for my business. It's, great it's good for, for our, our business. business. Yeah, it's great for our business. Okay, you know what? When people say, hey, I'm just going to hang up and watch. I'm not going to call the shows. I'm not going to read your stuff. You know, that doesn't help us. But we're not sitting there mad at our kids. No. I mean, there, there's been times. There's been times when the Raiders have lost and everyone's like, oh, let's get out the room. Let's get out the room. This guy's going to be unbearable today. And I, I, I don't want to be that guy. So well, you I, and I have I married it. out of our leagues, too. Let's face hey, it. look, brother. We're not going to make You might have married out of your league. No, not you me. totally did, too. No, no, no. Oh, look. yes, no, you, you did. You call my wife. She's doing damn well. She's doing – I do give her props. But, look, man, I'm a good dude, man. I'm a good catch. You are a good I'm dude. I'm a great catch, your wife matter of fact. stunning. Like I think she outkicked her coverage. <laughs> uh, man, go to break, man. Go to break. 256 is the Get time. him a divorce attorney. We'll go to break right now. It's unnecessary <laughs> roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.